0: Welcome to the Side-by-Side Podcast, where we connect busy female leaders to the practical resources they need for ministry today. We are your co-hosts. I'm Annie Perdue-Olson. And I'm Heidi
1: Zwart. And today we want to talk about a number of ways that we connect with God. You know, the ways we hear His voice and how we receive guidance for how we live and really how we lead as female leaders that's aligned with His will.
0: Because, you know, sometimes as leaders, we can get so caught up in serving others that we don't always take the time that we need to invest in our own connection with God. And one of the things that I know I've learned after years and years of ministry is, is that if I'm not full myself, if I'm not connected to the vine, Mm -hmm. then I don't have a whole lot of fruit to bear, Mm -hmm. but I can try and do that all in my own strength (laughs) and I'm pretty doggone good at it. So (laughs) then I can like pat myself on the back, but it's not God. It's not God in those moments and I my impact is, is not nearly as powerful as when mm. I'm connected to the vine. When I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, when I'm tuned in, um, and I also am full. I'm not mm. burning myself out. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not busy for no reason. I'm not you know, running on a treadmill. I'm actually running a marathon. It's totally mm-hmm. different. And uh, so I think this question of how do we meaningfully connect, to God in the ways that he's designed us to connect with him is really an important conversation.
1: Hmm. You know, I don't know if you know this, Annie, but the Gallup organization who put forth uh, Finder and who mm-hmm. came out with that assessment tool, they actually had a faith division for hmm. a number of years. And so as part of that faith division, they released a book called Living Your Strengths. And this was back in the early 2000s, and it was really written to help faith communities help people identify their gifts, their strengths for, so that they could use them uniquely the way they were wired for things like their own personal growth or how they helped uh, lead, how they served in a church, and then just their own spiritual growth or what they call spiritual enrichment. Mm-hmm. And really what they discovered was, was interesting because half of the churchgoers in America at that time reported that they didn't get to do what they did best every day. So they were maybe filling gaps. I talked to Krista, my sister, in that episode about volunteers, about, you know, it's so important to find that fit in that role because that's uniquely the way God made us. And when we're serving out of that, that place that he's designed for us to serve, we connect with him greater because there's a sense of fulfillment. There's a sense of... Um, having a full cup versus mm-hmm. just simply filling and plugging holes. And I think as leaders, sometimes we fill and plug holes because we're the person who's looked to to do it. So taking time to connect to God the way we're uniquely designed is so important.
0: You know, I think we're created in the image of God. I think there's something in scripture somewhere maybe about <laughs> that. <laughs> that means that God has designed us to reflect an aspect of who he is. Mm-hmm. So that means that he's designed us with a unique set of strengths, Mm -hmm. personality. He's wired us in a unique way so that we can connect with others and Mm -hmm. we can do what he's called us to do, but then also so that we can connect with him and Mm -hmm. like, we are part of who he is. So he likes to connect with us. And the way that he has designed us to connect with him. And so like, whoa, what a cool idea or concept to think that God doesn't want us to practice spirituality and our connection with him in the same way that everybody else Mm -hmm. does. That he wants us to do it uniquely, and that's how he pours into us, and that ho- that's how he fills us up mm-hmm. so that we can give to others out of our overflow doing what he's wired us to do. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's a really cool way to look at this whole topic of spirituality and the importance of doing meaningful things that connect mm-hmm. us with God.
1: Yeah, it reminds me how important it is to for us to take care of our own souls, you know, Uh why it's important for us as leaders to tend to that part of ourselves, because that soul care, when we connect to God, then we do connect better with others and we connect better with ourselves. And I think knowing his character and, and who he is, as you talked about, we get that reflection. We get yes. that mirror that tells us and reminds us who we are. And we get those clues that help us on, um, understand how we do specifically and uniquely connect to him.
0: One of the things I love about like StrengthsFinder mm-hmm. or... Myers-Briggs or any of the assessment tools that we tend to circle around in this podcast Mm -hmm. um, is that they are helpful at providing for us a lens Mm -hmm. to actually do the kind of connecting. And we often talk about it as connecting with others. But in this episode, let's talk about how we're Mm -hmm. wired to connect with God. Yeah, Um, And I think that that's really cool because as a Myers-Briggs administrator, and I've been doing Myers-Briggs since 2001, and primarily the focus of the work that I do with Myers-Briggs is how do we understand who we are and connect with others in more meaningful ways, whether it's through conflict, communication, change, all the different ways that we can connect To others is how I've used Myers Briggs. But there is a great book out there actually called Soul Types by Jane Kesey, Um, you know, that focuses specifically on how we are designed in our personality, what we prefer, and how that connects with the ways Mm. that we connect with God. Um, And I think that the more I've uh, focused on how our personalities and understand how our personalities are wired to connect with God, it's been a much more meaningful tool for me. Myers-Briggs is not just about connecting with others, but it is a useful tool for how we connect with God too. Mm.
1: So what have you discovered? I'm, I'm fascinated by that because I haven't read that book. Mm-hmm. And so what, what have you seen um, being in, being in the Myers-Briggs world between how we connect with God uh, based on that book?
0: Yeah. Not only based on that book, but I think some of the work that I've done with ministry leaders Mm -hmm. and people in ministry and uh, even with couples and some of the work I've done with couples, I think I've found that it is helpful as a tool to talk about the different ways Um, that we tend to nurture our spirituality and our connection with God based on our personality type. And the most powerful aspect of it is is that it gives us permission to connect with God in a way that might be different than others. Mm. So when I talk about spirituality, I talk about four basic um, categories, Mm -hmm. I would say, based on the Myers-Briggs types. And I always like to give them names because when it comes to Myers-Briggs, we all know there's four letters. (laughs) Half the time, we can't remember what the letters are. Um, so I think concepts are a little easier for me to mm. grasp and putting a word to a concept. It's one of the things I love about Clifton Strengths. It gives mm-hmm. us words, and that's mm-hmm. just easier sometimes. Though people have trouble remembering their top five too, right?
1: <laughs> they do. I get all <laughs> kinds of interesting titles, but that's okay.
0: Exactly. I, know they, I know
1: what they're going for. <laughs> exactly.
0: I still think it's easier to connect conceptually to a word, even mm. if people don't get it right later. Yeah. So these are the four words, the four categories that come that I've used when it comes to spirituality and my. Briggs. One is the traditionalist. And these are the types of people that connect with God on the basis of traditions. And they have routines that really help them to feel connected to who God is and experience God in important and powerful ways in their lives. They give structure to their life. And uh, so they call them traditionalists. That's, I think, a good word for us to grasp into Mm. for that. Now, I'm going to give you these four areas. And we probably have one that's more like a home base. Mm-hmm. So even as you, as our listeners are listening to me share these four, you're like going, okay, well, that might not totally be me. And mm-hmm. it might be me. We have a home base, but then we branch out into all of the other three mm-hmm. areas as well. So, and before we're done, I'm going to repeat this. I think it's really good <laughs> to do so yeah. that it pushes us to connect with God in more powerful ways when we don't just stay in our home base. But for some people, a traditionalist might be their home base. A second category is experiencers. They really love the hands-on activities. So they're adventurous and fun. And so they might do things like dance or art or being in nature, or they connect with God, maybe even while doing things Mm. um, because of that hands-on component of how they're wired and that God loves to connect with them while they're doing things too. Mm -hmm. And so experiencers are more hands-on idealists are all about, they crave the creativity and they really all are, are about feeling the connection. So whereas maybe a routine doesn't have enough pizzazz or creativity or, um, feeling of connecting with God. So they'll introduce new different ways of out of the box ways of trying to connect with God. And it might be inside or outside. And it might be that I'll do this for three months or one month, and then I'll do that for three months or another month. And so idealists are really, they're out of the box thinkers when it comes for ways to connect with God. And they very rarely keep the same one. So Mm -hmm. if you talk to them this year, what they're doing, then next year, they're doing a whole new thing. (laughs) Trying to keep up with them, right? Exactly. And the last one is conceptualizers. So this home base really is fostered in curiosity. Um, It actually fuels their spiritual connection as curiosity. So they're the ones that are doing the word study, the book study. They are writing something or they are are, are actually debating. I never, ever, ever would have thought of debating as a way to connect with God Mm. because I don't resonate with this home base necessarily. Mm -hmm. Except what I see is, is they're making a head connection actually speaks to their heart. So mm. when their head gets it, their heart embraces it. So they pursue a connection with God at a head in that head space. So lots of really fun ways that they not only connect with God, but then the overflow in all of these home bases, the overflow of that connection can be really powerful mm. in all of our different areas. So, you know, I mean, finding and knowing our home base is really helpful because it can help us go, Oh, I've been trying to connect with God in this way. And it just wasn't working mm-hmm. Well, you were tonight. That's not your home base. Mm. So start at your home base. And then when you're in your home base and you give yourself permission to connect with God, okay, so next week I'm going to do it different than I did it this week, you know, and mm-hmm. I've given myself permission to do that or, I connect with God when I'm out out in nature, so I got to get out in nature I'm not going to feel that connection Mm. with God. You know, those kinds of things are really, really powerful. And knowing that gives you permission to actually create spirituality that's meaningful for you. And I would like to suggest more meaningful to the one we're trying to connect with Mm. as well.
1: Hmm. You know, this couldn't resonate with me any more deeply. And I I think I'm going to have to pick up that book (laughs) because I am an (laughs) avid reader, but what it does, and, and what I'm experiencing while you talk about that, is just this sense of freedom. And yeah. it's this sense where I just want to go yes, yes, and yes. Because for me, growing up uh, in, in a faith community, in a, in a Christian home, you know, you you hear about these things called spiritual disciplines. And in a lot of evangelical churches, they're pretty much the same. It's things like reading your Bible and praying. And then, you know, sometime in the 80s, I think journaling came into vogue. And that mm-hmm. became, that was added to <laughs> the way that we were supposed to connect with God. And if I'm honest, I really, really struggled with those typical spiritual disciplines. And as a result, felt incredibly guilty and wondered what was wrong with me, because Mm -hmm. those things just didn't connect with me the way I thought that they should. There were a lot of shoulds, I think, involved in those spiritual disciplines. And another book that, to me, speaks much the same as the Soul Types book that you're talking about is called Sacred Pathways. And that was written by Gary Thomas. And it was it's not an understatement to say it was really life-changing for me because mm. he talks about these nine pathways that we innately connect with our with God. It's the way our soul is drawn to him and that he is drawn to us. And so when I read about these pathways, much of them are very similar to what you just described, but with different titles. Yeah. Um, you know, when I discovered that I was a naturalist, that I connected with, to God when I was outside, I was like, yes, like it was so freeing because I understood why being near the ocean or in the mountains or even out on my deck, which is my favorite place to work, yes, why I was so peaceful. It's the mm-hmm. one time I could really say I just was at, my soul was at peace. And mm-hmm. so this idea that we're talking about today about looking at how you um, connect with God and that it's not the same as the next leader or the next leader or that other leader is so freeing. That's the, keep, the word I keep experiencing in my head. It just keeps saying I'm free.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, Heidi, from all the work that you have done with habits and the way that you work with people to, to shift mm-hmm. some of their habits, that if we don't have a motivation to do it, we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that freedom to express and explore the way that we're wired to, to connect with the one that we love mm-hmm. uh, in, our, in our father and in our God, mm-hmm. then uh, we're going to be more likely to do that mm-hmm. because we have a motivation to do mm-hmm. so.
1: Yeah, I, I, was, um, I, I agree 100%. And I was introduced to that book and that idea, by the way, through Nancy Ortberg, who is the, the wife of John Ortberg, who maybe some of our listeners know, well-known pastor and author, and he talks so much about spiritual discipline. And she shared a story at a women's conference I was at in Chicago um, about her own struggle with some of these traditional spiritual disciplines. And imagine the guilt that she felt. Right? Here she is like the wife of this guru when it comes to spiritual disciplines, and yet she was just trying to survive motherhood, which we talked about in our last episode yeah. um, about the struggles of, of motherhood and ministry. And she was at a, uh, sitting at a park with her kids when her kids were small, and she just noticed that sense of peace that I talked about experiencing in my own soul. And she had this realization in her very funny way of saying it that Jesus never journaled. Like Jesus was not doing this prescriptive spiritual growth the way we have learned to do it in the way our churches, unfortunately, have sometimes told us is the right way. So right. I love the fact that we're having this conversation today, and I hope that this is one too that our listeners are starting to experience that same sense of freedom that, that I did and that Nancy did and, and that you did even probably reading Soul Types.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I mean, think about it. Jesus went to the mountains to pray. Mm -hmm. Uh, He didn't take his Bible. He didn't go to a Bible study. Um, He didn't do some exegesis on some great scripture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know what? He he, he went to the mountains to pray. So he he did have to pull himself out of Mm -hmm. his regular day-to-day, regular ministry um, experience in order to make sure that he was connecting with God. Mm -hmm. But I think that that when you pull yourself away, when you'd go to your mountain to pray, it looks very different. Mm. Um, based on who you are and how God wired you. And yeah. I know that it's been so powerful for me, I think, to practice different kinds of ways of connecting with God. Mm-hmm. And I've done some of the formal things. The um, Some of my favorite ones are like I did, um, I took my Bible by the lakeside and practiced uh, an old form actually of reading the Bible called Lectio Divina. Mm. Super powerful. We can put a link to that practice in with the podcast show notes here. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to give it a try, um, an old Quaker tradition that I tried that was really powerful is called, um, a clearness committee, mm. super helpful at actually communally discerning the will of God. Mm. And so just because we go to the mountain and play, pray doesn't necessarily mean that we go to the mountain alone to pray. Mm. Sometimes we take our crew with us, and they discern God's will with us. Mm. And I can't even tell you how many times I have heard, like experienced God in conversation with someone else. Mm. I've heard God's voice in conversation with someone else. That's not off in a mountain to pray. It's not reading my Bible, but it's someone speaking truth and life Mm. in that moment.
1: Yeah. I call that Jesus with skin on. Yeah. Jesus with skin on moments, you know, where we really truly experience his presence. And I, I, um, I love the idea of experimenting because sometimes we don't know. We might read mm-hmm. these, these descriptions and categories and really wonder, well, which, which am I? And the best mm-hmm. way to find out is to be open to trying new ways to see where you are feeling that deep sense of peace, where you're feeling that communion with the one who made you. Mm-hmm. And I also want to add the caveat that we need to be reading our Bibles. We need to be spending time in prayer we need to be connecting with him in that way because that is how we do get to know who he is. We get to know yeah. his character. We get to understand our identity because we know who he is. So those truths are um, unfailing truths. You know, they, they never change. And yet I think it's it's a complementary practice. And I think mm-hmm. my personal struggle with some of those traditional spiritual disciplines has actually uh, it's gotten much easier to connect with God in those ways because I also connect with him in other ways.
0: Yep. Well, and I think you can even get creative in the traditional ways. So mm-hmm. like, let's, let's take re- reading, your Bible, for instance. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we imagine reading our Bible is sitting down and you right. know, studying the book of John or in the morning. doing the Bible Bible. Yep. It's cover to cover in a year. <laughs> um, and those are great ways. You do not want to discount that. I have right. read my Bible in a year and mm-hmm. it was a super powerful experience at being able to see the big picture, the global narrative of scripture totally gave me a whole new way of reading the Bible. So mm-hmm. I really want to encourage people, if you feel like God is asking you to do that, do that, Mm -hmm. but try another thing, you know, pick, um, a verse and then instead of, and put your name personally in that verse, Mm -hmm. you know, pick a Psalms and read that Psalms. I like, I was like, Psalm 46 is a really good one. So take Psalms 46 and, and put your name Mm -hmm. in all of the appropriate places in that scripture. Um, and that has been a powerful way, way that scripture has come to life in a whole new mm-hmm. way when I've done something like that. Um, and one of the, the gals that I do a Bible study group with, and we did this season where each of us had to come to the Bible study group with some sort of spiritual or uh, practice to teach everybody else in the mm-hmm. in the group. Um, it had to do with reading the Bible or praying or connecting with God. Oh my gosh, that was probably the most fun Bible study experience <laughs> I've ever had. Because, you know, my learner strength was like, mm. okay, let me... <laughs> <laughs> I'll learn something new. Mm-hmm. One of the gals brought this uh, exercise to the group where we took a psalms and we wrote it out on one side of the paper, and then we rewrote it in our own words mm-hmm. on the other side of the paper. Prayer for the moment. And I was going through a really difficult struggle. My daughter was in kindergarten and it wasn't going well. And the principal of the school had done something really hurtful. And I took the uh, the psalms that God had directed me to, and mm-hmm. then I rewrote it as actually a prayer mm-hmm. about that principal. By the time I was done writing it, the forgiveness of God just Mm. overflowed from me to Mm. that principle. Mm. And I had grace. at the the end of that writing that I didn't have at the beginning Mm. of that writing. Mm. And so I just think, I mean, let's like even get creative about, yeah, read your Bible. And maybe it doesn't have to be in the morning. It can be in the afternoon or it can be in the evening, (laughs) but read your Bible, but maybe do it differently Mm. and think about different ways that you can do it. And sometimes reading shorter verses out loud and just listening to what I hear is something that has been a powerful Mm. way for the scripture to come to life to me. So I think there's just a lot of freedom in saying you don't have to do it the way that you're told. Right, But the principle remains the same. Mm-hmm. Scripture speaks to us about who God is, and, mm-hmm. it, and it is it is it is food, <laughs> spiritual food. Um, yeah. And prayer is, is a connection with God. I mean, we're in relationship. We're hanging out. We're talking. God wants to do the same with us. I
1: think that personalization aspect that you talked about is so powerful. I think it's Beth Moore, and I might be misquoting that, but she does the praying God's word. And mm-hmm. it's the same kind of idea of putting putting Bible verses into your own words and and using those words as a prayer. And the other thing that came to mind is my sister-in-law actually gave me a journal um, a couple of years ago for Christmas that personalized all of those verses, just like Mm -hmm. what you were talking about. So each page um, had a Bible verse, but it had my name at the start of it. And Every year there's always a gift that I'm given that makes me that makes me cry and that was the year I got teary because reading those verses with my name in it was mm. so incredibly powerful. So, you know, that I, that really resonated with me when you talked about that. So, I I love the creativity. I love um, the idea of experimenting with ways that you can take some of those traditional spiritual disciplines and really incorporate them into a way that's uniquely uh, made for you, the way (laughs) God wants you to connect with him and the way he's made you to connect with him. So if we were to just do a bottom line, Annie, what's the (laughs) bottom line here?
0: Well, I think what we're talking about is how important it is to make spirituality meaningful to you. Now, you still need to stay true to scripture and, um, you know, do the work that it takes to make sure that we're um, still listening to scripture in the way that it was intended. Mm-hmm. But we can, we have to do that because if we don't take the time to make spirituality meaningful, we can only give what we have. So we need to fill ourselves up so that we can give from an overflow um, instead of an empty tank. Amen. You've been listening to the Side by Side podcast with Annie Purdue Olson and Heidi Zort. Subscribe to get more practical tips women leaders need. Leave us a review. We want to know what you think. We would be so honored if you would share this episode with a friend. And finally, check out our show notes with great links to free practical resources from our guests and ways that you can connect with us because we believe we lead better when we lead side by side.